Hello, and welcome to the Headache Doctor podcast. I'm Dr. Taves. On this podcast, it's our mission to educate and empower everyone with headaches and migraines so that you can break free from a life of fear of your next headache or migraine or dependence on medication. And I am excited. On today's podcast, we have another guest, and this is special um, for me because this is Jess Ernst, and uh, our, our story starts with her daughter, and she's going to share her daughter's story, which I think will a lot of you listeners will be able to relate, especially if you're moms with kiddos. So school starting for many schools in Colorado Springs, it already started or it's starting this week. And so what we want to do is provide content that is specific to school-age kids. Uh, what what can you do as a uh, as a mom or a dad that has a school-age son or daughter that is struggling with headaches? Maybe school sitting and looking at a at a screen, whether they use a laptop or just a book, trying to pay attention in class is an irritant or it uh, aggravates their symptoms, and they have a hard time. Uh, getting through the school day. And so Jess and her daughter, Addie, have this story that I think is going to be impactful. And the cool thing is Jess now works for us. And uh, so she is helping out with uh, marketing efforts and she's sharing her daughter's story and the impact that it had on her life and helping us build trust and uh, and get the word out about this treatment because um, it truly can be life-changing. So Jess, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. All right, Jess. So I want you to, um, yeah, I want I want you to share Addie's story. So start um, from the beginning and, and the origins of it, and then we'll go through like you know searching for treatment and what that whole process looked like. Yeah. So my daughter, she was eight at the time, um, and she had just kind of like one day woke up and she was like, um, she doesn't didn't feel well. So I was like, okay, you know, we'll we'll kind of see, you know, what happens. Um, but then a day turned into weeks and weeks turned into months and she spent three months in bed and um, she saw multiple specialists. She saw three neurologists Um, at, at that time, you know, it started with stomach pain, but then as it progressed, um, she had severe headaches, severe headaches, severe migraines. She had to be in a dark room, um, no noise. Um, She just um, had severe light sensitivity too. So her neuro symptoms, you know, were progressing as, time went on. And so, um, so finally we saw, you know, three different neurologists, um, they had said basically, um, she needs to learn how to live with this pain. Nothing's wrong with her, with her neck. Even after she had an MRI of her head, um, the radiologist noted trauma. He noted that something was off in the neck, but, um, the neurologist did further imaging and they just kind of mentioned, you know, like, well, the x-ray shows that there's no, no injury. And so, so at that point I was just pretty, pretty frustrated, pretty, um, just, I felt helpless. I mean, I felt like the medical system was kind of failing us. Um, we had gone from hopped from specialist to specialist. I mean, she started with, um, an EGD, um, so she had scopes, you know, down it down into her stomach. She had um, because of the stomach pain. She had a HIDA scan, a like hour and a half long um, ultrasound scan of her gallbladder. I mean, they 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 put this eight year old through the ringer and just couldn't figure it out. And um, so finally, we saw a doctor um, at Children's Hospital. She was a doctor of physical rehabilitation, and she was the first MD to actually touch Addie's neck. And so she felt Addie's neck, and she was like, you know, this could take months up to like a year to actually like heal. Um, 
So at that point, I was like, okay, so we're onto something. Like, I think we're, we're onto something. So we, um, they, we got a referral to see um, a physical therapist at Children's Hospital, but they were booked out. So this was April. They were booked out through July. So at that point, I was like, well, I don't know what to do. I, I just felt pretty desperate. And so, because, um, you know, this whole time, Addie's just in bed. We had to pull her from school. We had to, um, her teacher started coming three times a week, um, and she wasn't eating either. I mean, she, her tummy felt so bad that she just, um, she was on a liquid diet. And so she was definitely not thriving, and definitely something was wrong. Um, and so at that point, I just, um, reached out you know all of our friends knew they were um they were supporting us praying with us um for for Addie and for answers and so one one of my close friends had mentioned um she had gone to school with uh Dr. Taves and so she just said hey you know it's just worth trying um just reach out and they had a cancellation that day at Novera and so I was like done we're, we're coming in so um yeah so I brought Addie in and um after Dr. Taves you know did the initial eval and and um obviously found something wrong and so we started treatment like immediately I was like okay let's let's do this I mean he was the first person to actually give me hope like yeah there is something wrong and um we can fix it and um so at that point I just that is what kind of bought me in I was like all right let's let's do this and so so Addie got treatment that day and um that night she literally slept 12 hours and she wasn't sleeping um I mean she would be up at midnight you know just in pain and uncomfortable and um, she she slept 12 hours that night, and I was like, okay. like So she was coming three times a week for um, a couple, probably two months. Um, and But gradually, you know, the, the injury was so severe that it just, it did take time. It did take time to heal. And so, um, so yeah, within two, two months, she was, like, almost back to herself again. I mean, just up and playing and eating again. And, um, yeah, so... So. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, so as a provider, it's always challenging in those first interactions, um, to, to know how to, I guess, paint the picture or, or how confident to be in, in that situation though. I remember, you know, you're struggling to find answers. You've been to, you know, so many providers, they've run all these tests. I mean, it's, it's weighing on, on your family mm-hmm. and on Addie. And honestly, our, our healthcare system it, in that situation, especially, and it is a little bit odd to think her primary symptom was stomach pain mm-hmm. and, uh, and she didn't feel like eating certain foods. And, um, those things don't naturally line up. Like you don't naturally think the neck, but, uh, yeah, you found your way into my office and, it's it's just a simple evaluation, like a screen even. I mean, it took maybe five minutes mm-hmm. and then just a conversation of let's start this process. And that night it was like, okay, we have some clarity. Mm-hmm. And it, it's an amazing thing when when we feel that, when, when we have that sort of relief that quickly as a provider um, and then also as a patient, like it, it, it allows people to have that sense of hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is great. I'm really thankful that you guys found us and uh, that we were able to see a, a little a result, even though she wasn't, it wasn't like her stomach pain went away. She was still having headaches, but like it was just something that showed like, okay, here's, mm-hmm. here's the problem. Um, so talk to me about, so bef- before she started to improve, what, what 
weight or how was that feeling like as a family, you as a mom, Mm -hmm. what were you going through? Yeah, it was, it was pretty just desperate times. I mean, we, she was in bed for three months and she just wanted to get up. I mean, she was in so much pain and so uncomfortable that, I mean, as a family, we're like, our lives were on standstill. It was like, you know, when one of us wasn't thriving, like none of us were. And so, um, yeah, so it just, you know, we couldn't go out. We were an active family. We actually just came back from a backpacking trip this weekend. And I mean, you know, a year ago, we couldn't have done that. I mean, Addie was, um, in such a bad place physically that, um, yeah, we just couldn't, we couldn't live our normal lives. And so, um, yeah, so it was just, it was helpless. Yeah. 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 You guys, you guys backpack a lot. You mm-hmm. camp, mm-hmm. um, through the process, you guys were so excited cause you're able to, um, go shopping for sleeping bags. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, towards the end of, of the, uh, treatment, you guys went backpacking mm-hmm. or, or at yeah, least hiking, yeah. camping, yeah. camping. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is just, I mean, we live in Colorado and so mm-hmm. we, we want every family, especially, um, especially a little kid to be able to experience those things. Mm-hmm. Addie, she enjoys swimming. Um, and so now she's, she's swimming mm-hmm. and she loves that. And, uh, but th- with little kids, it, it can be, um, there's a lot of what I'll, what I'll call them are like behavioral things. So, you know, we talk about posture, we talk about, you know, the, the movement that we want to incorporate throughout the day, specific exercises. And sometimes that is challenging, um, to incorporate, but it's helpful, uh, as, as a parent to be bought into that. Um, and so how, how did you feel going through that, having to keep Addie accountable, um, you know, having insight into like, okay, this is our neck. What do I, and like having some direction, was that helpful for you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and what we found was that it was a gymnastics injury that happened a month prior. So, um, so we had no idea. I mean, it was a month out. So we just thought, you know, like, this is bizarre. How does, how did this, you know, but, but it gradually just kind of compounded and, and got worse as time went on. And so, um, so it was once we realized that and realized it was a neck issue and a neck injury, um, at least we had an answer. I mean, for three months, none of these doctors could give us an answer. And it was like just maddening as a parent, like, gosh, I would just love to help my kiddo and give her any kind of relief. And um, and I couldn't and no doctors could um, until we came to to Dr. Taves and, you know, found our way to Novera. But um, but yeah, so it was it was extremely helpful once we figured it out because it was like, okay, now we can move forward. And, and she was originally, you know, right after, um, she was starting to get better. Um, she was originally afraid to, you know, um, get back into like even going on the trampoline. She was very nervous about re-injuring her neck. Um, but Dr. Taves just each um, session just kind of affirmed, um, with her that, you know, you can be a kid still, you can still do the things that you love doing. Um, but we just have to be a little bit more careful. (laughs) And so, um, yeah, so it was very helpful. Yeah. We've talked on the podcast before I've talked about the impact that sports like gymnastics can have on these young girls and, uh, especially if they're prone to be hyper mobile and then they, they have the, maybe a 10 pound head at the time and they, their neck is not as stable as it should be. And then they do all of these tumbling somersaults, uh, you know, flips, whatever, you know, whatever stage they're at. And it can just be really challenging on the neck. And I think 
that situation, whether it's in gymnastics or just generally in the life of a child, a lot of parents don't assume it's a neck issue because they think, well, there hasn't really been anything super traumatic mm-hmm. for the neck to have this injury when really it's it's probably more of a compounding effect of uh, like smaller traumatic events to the neck or s- scenarios where the neck is having um, a demand placed on it that it can't necessarily meet at the time. And so that stress builds up and, uh, and then they, when they hit puberty or um, when, when the tension builds enough, they start to experience headaches and migraines. And uh, as a parent, and I want to hear from you on this, Jess, but as a parent, I think what we've run into clinically is parents that think, well, kids are resilient, they'll bounce back, this will go away. And it, it pains me because I've, I've had this conversation with parents before when it's like they don't understand the impact that this will have on their kid's life because I'm used to seeing people in their 30s, 40s, 50s that have had this for 20 or 30 years. And when a child's had it for a couple months or a year, I get really excited. But I almost have a hard time like convincing parents that it's a serious thing. Mm-hmm. Um so speak to that. I mean, yeah. have you seen that or was that hard? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause I always heard, you know, yeah, kids, kids are resilient. Like, you know how they even fall asleep in the car, you know, and in the car seat and their necks all, and people, yeah, I always heard, you know, um, they're, they're, you know, ligaments are stronger than their bones. So they're, you know, they're fine. Um, but I, I mean, yeah, it's, so it totally opened up my eyes to, wow, no, this is, this is important. <laughs> even starting, you know, starting at eight years old. I mean, yeah, and, and what I'll say to parents out there, if your if your child experienced headaches or migraines, period, like at all, uh, that is not that is not a normal experience. Um, there is something there that needs to be treated. It's likely going to be sourced back to the neck, and if we can address that early on, the impact of the you know years to come of avoiding these headaches and migraines. Uh, it's huge. I mean, it, it, it's worth the value is it, it is there. Um, and so as parents, it's it's always better to treat early. And um, if if we can get your child in the clinic when they're start just starting to experience these headaches and migraines, it, cl- treatment doesn't always go faster for kids. I think that's that's assumed. And even that was my assumption early on. But we've seen kiddos that actually need more time, and that ha- might have to do with, you know, they get in the car and they do sleep in funny positions and things like that. But um, kids are impacted by this neck issue, and they're typically the adults that I'm seeing. And so I, I would love to have a practice that that's probably eventually going to primarily see kids um, because this problem is made so aware and the onset of these symptoms are typically in children. And then we have parents that understand the impact that it could have throughout their life. And so they bring them in and they say, we want um, to, to treat this early so that my child doesn't have to go through this um, the rest of their life. And uh, yeah, so on the other end of this, what, what does this mean for your family? What is... Um, yeah. What is the impact for you guys? Yeah. I mean, it completely changed. Um, it completely changed our family because for those several months, I mean, we were just pretty hopeless and, um, yeah, life is back to normal. I mean, Addie's great. She's eating everything like that she used to eat before. Um, they, um, we thought that they're, um, and Dr. Taves, um, we also talked about, 
the potential of being some, you know, vagal nerve damage um, just because of the impact of, you know, her stomach and how much she was impacted by it. Um, but yeah, I mean, right now, a, a year and a half out, she's completely basically back to normal and, and healthy again. So, yeah. Yeah. Did you guys ever consider like this, this might just be the way my daughter is after? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, because several doctors had told us, I mean, one of the neurosurgeons literally looked at me in the eye and said, um, your daughter needs pain therapy to learn how to deal with this pain and live with this pain and, and medicate. And I was like, well, absolutely not. You know, something is truly wrong with her. She didn't go from, you know, being normal and healthy and thriving to this overnight and like something happened and something is, is wrong. So, um, yeah. So just kind of trusting my mom instinct of, yeah, no, we got to find, find the root cause, you know, of what was, what was going on. Yeah. And that's, there's a, there's a healthy child as a provider, you know, if there's a healthy child in front of you that, uh, otherwise, you know, there's no other condition that would lead to them having, uh, these headaches or migraines or these pain symptoms. And it, it's amazing to me that instead of saying, well, I don't know, let's, let me help you figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, they're confident enough to be like, there is no solution. You have to take medication. Mm-hmm. That to me, um, it's crazy and it needs to stop. It's something in our healthcare profession that, um, it's almost like this learned sense of pride. And, uh, I, I would say good providers don't have it. They realize that they're limited in their understanding, just like I am. And I invite other providers to come on the podcast. Um, so to ever take someone to that point, And this happens all the time with headaches and migraines where you bring a patient along and then you say, well, since I can't help you, no one can. And so you just have to live with this. That that's what migraine patients are hearing. And it's, it's terrible. It really is. Uh, it leaves people feeling hopeless, frustrated. Um, and then they just, they, they medicate. Um, and, I mean, there's, there's a lot of money in these pharmaceuticals and, uh, a lot of incentive to keep people on them and, and their Botox cycles. And, you know, and that's likely, you know, the direction that, that Addie was, was going down. And it sounds mm-hmm. like that's what these providers were telling you. Um, and so hearing stories like being able to help Addie and I hope others are encouraged by this, but it's as a provider and what we stand for at Novera. I mean, this is what motivates us. This is what originally motivated me to open this practice. And, you know, we're just starting out and we want to have a huge impact on healthcare in general across the country. We want this podcast to grow. We want stories like Addie's to impact uh, parents that have kids that are suffering with these same symptoms and uh, so that they can get proper treatment and they don't have to continue being told that they're, they're going to have to deal with it for the rest of their life. And, uh, so that's, that's what we stand for at Novera. That's the story we're telling. We want you to be a part of that story. If this sounds like you, or if you're a mom or dad that has a child that, uh, is suffering with headaches or migraines, or if, if you have headaches or migraines and your child is now starting to see those same, same symptoms, I would encourage you to uh, reach out to us, whether that's just simply sending us an email, um, or going to our website and actually booking an evaluation, whether that's virtually or in person, uh, we want to help you so that your son or daughter does not continue down this road of just being told that they need to medicate for the rest of their life. 
Thank you for listening to the Headache Doctor podcast. Jess, thank you for sharing Addie's story. Yeah, of course. And uh, again, this is the Headache Doctor podcast where it's our mission to educate and empower everyone with headaches and migraines so that you can break free from a life of fear of your next headache or migraine and dependence on medication and thrive in everything you do. Thanks for listening. 